I felt like I was walking through the movie Avatar. It was such a unique experience that I've never had. I don't think you've ever had. It blew my mind. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hi, welcome to episode 11 of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Olivia. And today, it's been three weeks since we've recorded and we've done so much since then and we we're really excited to share with you guys but first just want to take a second and just say thank you guys for listening we hadn't checked our analytics in a while and really just so many more people than we realized are listening and we're just so thankful for everyone following along with our journey yeah thank you so much for tuning in every week or every couple of weeks as it really realistically has been Okay, so I guess first let's talk about the tours that we went on. We've gone on three tours since we recorded last. Where have we gone? The first one was to see the glowworms. The second was a day trip to a place called Mount Tambourine. And the third was to a national park called Springbrook. So I can go ahead and talk a little bit about the glowworm one. That one, we booked all three through a company called Scenic Day Tours, and they were really awesome. They picked us up outside of our Airbnb and drove us to all of them round trip, which was really nice. And the Glowworms was one of the most unique experiences I think I've ever had. So we drove to the National Park just as the sun was setting, and so when we actually got out of the bus, it was basically pitch black. And they gave us these red flashlights because evidently the nocturnal animals can't see the color red and so when you could shine a flashlight it could be literally directly on an animal and they couldn't even see it or at least it doesn't affect them at all yeah yeah so anyway we we want went on this like guided walk with our guide the whole time colin is like clinging on to me because he was told that there might be snakes somewhere on the tour and we continue walking and all of a sudden I just see these sort of small flecks of light up ahead of us. And I guess I don't know what I was imagining a glowworm would look like, but it was a tiny, like smaller than like a jelly bean, little bluish glow, I guess is probably the only way I could describe it. So in my head, we were going to a cave and from the tops of the caves were these long skinny worms hanging that glowed. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. The reality was that they were kind of in dirt, yeah. like the side of the the cliff almost of what we were talking on, like at the hill that went up next to the trail. And so you could turn your head to the left and you were inches away from the glowworms, which was really, really cool. What did you think of the glowworm experience? I felt like I was walking through the movie Avatar. It was such a unique experience that I've never had, um, I don't think you've ever had, it blew my mind how dark it was in the rainforest, how little light those red torches emitted, and then just to see like a baby wallaby, and then a couple other uh, nocturnal animals, the giant cricket, Mm -hmm. that was, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, probably four inches long. Mm -hmm. Maybe two inches wide. Yeah, it was huge. But then you just get down and there's just 
this iridescent lights that's just throughout the forest of this beautiful like light blue light green color and it it really did feel like avatar yeah it was absolutely an incredible experience i felt this sense of just like wonder as we walked everywhere we'd look there were just the glowworms on the side at one point they were reflecting the glowworms light in the river that ran through the canyon which was just crazy to see and it was also interesting to see how fast our eyes adjusted because when we first got in the rainforest i was struggling to see anything and then by the time we got to where most of the glowworms were i felt like i could see really really well like i could see the trees i could see the road i could see everything so what was the second tour we went on second tour we went on was the mountain tambourine tour so we ended up we didn't know this at the time but we ended up walking the same path we did for the glowworms just in the day we figured it out right as we pulled up to the place we go this looks a little familiar but it was still a great time it was it was a completely different experience walking during the day than at night we saw a couple birds there were some birds that sounded like the joker laughing Mm -hmm. it was very creepy and there were like 10 of them that were all like laughing back and forth at each other one of the creepiest experiences I've had in a forest. But so we explore the forest. We also get to go to this place that has a just kind of like a bridge throughout the the top of the canopy of the rainforest. So it was it was really cool walking above the rainforest and kind of looking down into it. So that was really cool. And then we got to spend a couple hours at this cute little mountain town. And uh, we went to a couple restaurants, tried some food. We went to a cuckoo clock shop, which had handmade clocks that ranged anywhere from like a couple hundred dollars to sixteen thousand dollars. I was very scared I was going to uh, break something. Uh, and we went to a fudge shop, and we actually did some wine tasting, uh, and then it was time to head back. Yeah, that one really felt like it flew by because they picked us up at I think around ten. And even though we did all that walking and all the sightseeing, we still somehow got home by like 3.30, which felt crazy for the amount of stuff that we did. Then the third tour was yesterday, actually, and we went to Springbrook National Park, which was in a totally different direction than the Mount Tambourine, which was kind of fun. So we stopped off at three different viewpoints, all of which were absolutely beautiful. But for me, the standout thing was one of the rainforests that we walked through had these trees that were left over from when Antarctica and Australia were connected like millions and millions of years ago. And the trees are still somehow surviving on the Australian continent. And I don't know how old they were, but very, very old. What did you think of that third day trip? It was a lot of fun. We saw four different waterfalls during that time, four different types of rainforest. So I like I I guess deep down I knew there were different kinds of rainforests, but I never stopped to think about it. So it was very cool seeing literal literal changes in trees and vegetation with a thirty minute, not even thirty minute drive. So it was it was really cool. Overall, I would definitely recommend that tour company if anyone ever comes to Australia. The tours were pretty affordable, and they were offering a deal where if you bought two of them, you got the third for free. 
And so all in all, I think once you factor in the free tour and the conversion rate and everything, I think we spent just over $50 a person for a full day tour. Another thing that we did in between our last recording and today were a couple of day trips with our our new friend Catherine, so shout out to her if she ever listens to this podcast, but she drove us to Byron Bay, to Noosa, and she also dropped us at the ferry port to take a day trip to Morton Island, all of which were really cool. Do you want to maybe kick us off and tell us what you thought of those? Yeah, I'll start with Byron Bay. Uh, Byron Bay is this town a little away from the Gold Coast, probably an hour, hour and a half away by car. It's where all of the movie stars live. So apparently Jack, not Jack, Zac Efron and uh, the Hemsworth brothers and um, I think Keith Urban has a house out there. A beautiful place. So we, we went to the beach there and we actually walked up to the lighthouse, the most easternly point of Australia. Uh, and while we were up at the lighthouse, which already was a great view, we actually got to saw some dolphins and uh, we saw some stingrays. And yeah, so I ended up having to hike up probably around 1.3 kilometers in flip-flops because we weren't <laughs> we weren't prepared for a hike. So to get to the light- lighthouse, we had to hike up a, a hill and I got to do that in flip-flops, which was a lot of fun. But after the hike, we went for a swim in the Byron Bay beach, which was one of the most unique experiences I've ever had at a beach. So for starters, the sand bank, I guess, the part where you can walk where it only goes up to like your knees or mid thighs, went out really far, like probably, I don't know, 70, 80 feet out into the ocean. Yeah, we were probably 30 yards out. And unlike every other beach I've ever been to, the waves were coming from literally every direction. Like, not just out from the ocean towards the beach, but also back from the beach towards the ocean, and from the left, and from the right, and sometimes a beach would meet, or a wave would hit another wave going the opposite direction, and then they'd, like, crash and go the other way. It was really cool. It was a really unique experience. We also took a trip to a beach called Noosa, which was much more of like a slow-paced beach lifestyle. And while we were there, we took a walk through the national parks. I would say that's kind of been a theme of a lot of our day trips is like we check out the beach, we go for a walk. I feel like that's pretty much been Australia over and over. Yeah, I I didn't learn my lesson. I hiked in flip-flops again. That national park or state park or whatever it was was really cool. We walked around, I think they call it a head. A beachhead. I I I don't know what that means, but that they have a couple of beaches called like Burley Heads or Tweed Heads. So I think it's a type of formation around the beach. Um, and so we got to walk around that, and there were kind of like the the Springbrook tour that we went on. There were in that little area. There were four or five completely different beaches whether it's like you know the the nice white sand beach there's all the rocks there's they called it a uh, a teapot because it, it looked like it there it was like a hole in a rock and the, when the surf came in it would look like it was boiling out of the the quote unquote teapot 
and then there were like the sharp cliffs and the the water crashing against the sharp cliffs all in like a small area so that was really cool to experience that's something i would say in general about the australian beaches is that even though they're all part of very similar coastlines they all have a distinct personality like for example surfers paradise is very trendy it's got the golden beach sand with like the nice water for swimming and then if you go south to burley heads it's much more foresty and there's much more like grass and it's a lot slower paced with smaller shops and stuff and so every little beach town that we've been to has been fun to explore because they all have their own little unique flair another thing that we were really excited that we had booked earlier this month was our trip to the Corumban Wildlife Sanctuary, which is a pretty famous sanctuary here on the Gold Coast that has a lot of native Australian animals. And I was really excited because there are so many animals that I've heard of, but I didn't even really know what they were. Like the Tasmanian devil, we have those in cartoons, but if you had told me that it was a little fuzzy looking, almost pig-like a little, I would have been like, oh, seeing the animals that we had heard about but never actually seen in real life was really cool. And I was glad we had that experience. So what was your favorite animal we saw at the sanctuary? Uh, There were a couple. It was cool seeing so many koalas. While it was in kind of like a zoo atmosphere, all of the koalas were adorable. Uh, It was really cool seeing one in real life. We got to see one at just like a park nearby our airbnb that we rode bikes to and just walked around Uh, we got to see one in the wild but then seeing so many interact interact together was really cool finding out that a dingo is just kind of like a wild dog or coyote type animal and i mean you were really excited to see the red foxes you were really excited to see the red pandas uh how did that go for you I just thought they were really cool, but they're so vibrantly colored and I'm trying to imagine where they would hide in the wild because they've got such bright colored fur and I can't think of it, but they were really, really cute and very sleepy. I also really liked, there was a frog that we saw and I can't for the life of me remember what it was, but it had this pattern on its back and it was really bulbous is the only way I can describe it. I think it was a cane toad. Was it a cane toad? I think so. But it was this, I don't know, it was just really cool. I've never seen a frog that looked like that before. And I just kind of felt like that with every animal we saw. I was like, oh, cool. Like a capybara kind of looked like... It was a very large guinea pig. Yeah. Like pig-sized guinea pig. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. (laughs) And it's just fun walking around. Lucky Colin, all of these snakes were out of their habitats when we happen to walk past the reptile area out of their habitats meaning they weren't on display not <laughs> roaming around the sanctuary yeah they were probably being fed and they didn't want the visitors to see that so i think for our next section we will go ahead and talk about some of the culture shocks that we've had here in australia and i do want to start by saying that it is very similar to america in a lot of ways and it feels very approachable obviously they speak english A lot of the foods in the grocery store are very similar, but there are definitely some things that we've heard or observed or whatever that we just thought were kind of interesting and we wanted to make a note of them. So kick us off, Colin. So the one thing that we heard, I think a couple days ago, pretty recently that, so America and I guess other parts of the world have 
what we call cowboys and cowgirls. They call their cowboys and cowgirls. They call them Jackaroos for the boys and Jillaroos for the girls. So like Jack and Jill go up a hill. It's the Jackaroos and the Jillaroos, which I find funny. Another thing that's really common here that was something that existed at home, but I wouldn't say it's nearly as widespread as it is here. And that's where you basically order your food at a restaurant through a QR code and you pay for everything before you get it. The only time I've experienced it in the U.S. is at airports when you pay like through the QR code at like the Kansas City airport. Specifically, I remember going to the little bar sports bar at the end. You have you always pay before you even get your food. Yeah, I think it's mostly unusual to me in like brewery or bar settings because usually they assume that you want like if you're sitting at a table not like just going up to the bar but if you're sitting at a table they'll usually just assume that you're going to be there a little be bit there a little bit but we paid for each individual drink as we bought it yeah until i asked to set up a tab like the tab wasn't assumed you had to ask to set up the tab yeah maybe that's what it is that stands out to me Something that we thought was interesting was how they show caloric intake for food. So we we call them calories, cal- caloric intake being like the the word for it. They measure it by the amount of energy you take in. So like kilojoules, calories, I believe, and I'm going to probably make some people upset by not knowing this, but calories, I believe, are how much... It's how much it takes to burn it off, not how much you're intaking. I don't know. Sure. I have no idea. Another thing that we noticed pretty early on is that the language that Australians use to describe someone that you're dating but not married to is different. So rather than referring to someone as your boyfriend or your girlfriend, they use the gender neutral term partners, which it's a little progressive and that's not something that the U.S. has fully adapted just yet um to disappoint some of our fans no one says shrimp on the throw a shrimp on the barbie they do say barbie like for barbecue but they don't use the word shrimp for shrimp they call them prawns and so that saying would really never be said here similarly with g'day and righty ho those are not really commonly used anymore i mean they do still exist uh, Colin used a good example that they're kind of like howdy for the U.S. where you know what it means, but it's not something that most people use. So that's a little bit of a surprise. Something really cool that, that we noticed immediately and have been able to enjoy throughout the month is just the the birds, how colorful they are, how just you uniquely different from the United States birds like you've got the you know like the blackbird like they have birds that look like crows they have the pigeons they have the seagulls but there's so much more and we've i don't not that we're bird watchers but we've enjoyed noticing birds while we've been here yeah that's not something i ever really do at home and i keep catching myself going oh look at that one i guess for our next section we can talk about some of the australian foods we've tried which is kind of a funny category because when we first got here, we asked our host and some locals that we met, like, what should we try? What's uniquely Australian? And the answer we got was kind of a, there isn't really anything. But the more that we've been here and just kind of poked around and 
like talk to people we have discovered some things that we had not tried before so i figure we can go ahead and just kind of rapid fire through these just kind of give our reviews yeah so this is um apparently your your parents favorite section of the podcast when we talk about food so we had meat pies for the first time and in my head a meat pie is just like you know the pie crust and not necessarily dry pieces of meat but there's like some meat some veg some i guess yeah just meat meat and vegetables but it was so much more saucy than i think i would have liked it was wet um, and it could have just been the place we, we got it from. Apparently, they all have their own recipe. And, and you know, but it was so wet. And, you know, the taste was okay. But I don't think I'm ever going to go back to Beefy's to get meat pies again. We also tried sausage rolls from Beefy's, which even after people described it to me, I think I was still picturing a pig in a blanket. But it's basically like a ground sausage not a whole sausage and it's flattened in, in a, a puff pastry. In, yeah in puff pastry i think i'd give it like a like a six or a seven out of ten the one we had at the bakery not beefies was so much better than the one from beefies and beefies we should have known going into it would have been that great it was connected to a gas station, and I think most of them are connected to gas stations. So it would be like going to Seven Eleven in the U.S. and just getting some, like getting the pizza from Seven Eleven. I I don't think I would ever do that, but it's something similar to that. Another thing we tried was halloumi cheese, which I guess is evidently not truly Australian. It's more Mediterranean than anything else, but it's not something that we have at home in the U.S. And it's basically a kind of cheese that doesn't melt. Oh, yeah, you can you can just cook it on in a pan, fry it in a pan, and it like keeps its shape and it doesn't melt and it still like has the consistency of cheese. And it tastes like cheese. It tastes like cheese, but it's very salty, like in a good way. It was very it was salty. It was a weird experience eating a hot cheese that didn't melt. We've tried a lot of desserts in Australia because evidently that is one of the cuisine types that they have quite a lot of. Um, obviously, we've tried like Cadbury chocolate, which I don't think I really need to talk about. But we did also try this thing called a violet crumble, which is like a chocolate encased honeycomb that's really light and airy. And I thought that was pretty good. Yep. And Tim Tams. We ate some Tim Tams. They are They were good. They come in a bigger package than I think we wanted. So we treated ourselves more than we should have. <laughs> but yeah, Tim Tams were, it's a, it's like chocolate biscuit, chocolate filling and covered in chocolate. But it's not like too heavy of chocolate at the same time. It's because they have the high quality chocolate over here. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't too rich, but it was, um, it was good. Another thing that we tried that we it blew our minds the first time we went to the grocery store was there was this cheese called tasty cheese and that's the kind of like it's not gouda it's not brie it's tasty cheese kind of like how we have american cheese but it it is something that they put in 
everything. If if you put a shredded cheese in something, it's gonna be tasty cheese. It's, if you're you're gonna garnish anything with cheese, it's tasty cheese. And I mean, it's fine. It tastes yeah. like mozzarella. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a mozzarella type cheese. Um, but it was good. We also tried chicken parma, the classic Aussie delicacy, which. I thought I knew what it would be, but it still ended up surprising me. Because to me, chicken parmesan is basically fried chicken on spaghetti. With tomato sauce. Yeah, like spaghetti, sorry, spaghetti meaning like with red pasta sauce. Yeah. But they had ham and there was no pasta. So, and I'm not talking like little bits of ham, like the chicken it had was, a layer of yeah, ham. It was, it was the breaded chicken and then a slice of ham. And then the mozzarella in the sauce served with french fries. Because everything comes with french fries here. Everything. Yeah, so no no pasta, which blew our minds. We also tried something called cordial. Not to be confused with cordial, because they laughed at us when we said it like that. And that's sort of like a drink additive that... What did we say it was most close to? It's It's a juice concentrate that you add water to to make juice so we tasted it we we tried lime cordial and it tasted like jello we were drinking jello like not the consistency of jello obviously but the taste of it and so i don't think i really liked the lime but i'm open to trying other flavors maybe it doesn't taste like jello I don't know. I'm imagining what that would taste like as like red jello and i'm like "Mm, no thanks and then we had we went to Thai we ordered some Thai food and we were looking for pot stickers because we love pot stickers and if you know us that is not surprising to you at all. <laughs> it, but they didn't have pot stickers and they had something called money bags and we I talked to our host and I asked what is a money bag and so we order them and we find out that it is a dumpling like a fried dumpling like a pot sticker would be or a uh like crab rangoon it's like that kind of outside and then it's just like the filling of like what a pot sticker would be but it's in the shape of a money bag so it's like a coin you you know like in the old days how it's depicted they have like a coin sack with the with the rope around the top kind of bunching it at top it was it was shaped like that, which is why they call it money bags. And we have not tried it, but we did hear that apparently rotisserie chicken is called barbecue chook here in Australia, which was a fun discovery the first time we saw that on a sign. Yeah, and then um, the last thing uh, we wanted to kind of discuss today was uh kind of expectations versus reality of being in australia so expectations before we got here and then really what those turned out to be you want to start us off sure when we were flying in i guess i was expecting sort of like a barren city landscape like not a whole lot of nature and that was something that i think we talked about in our last episode that just caught us off guard right away everywhere is green everywhere has these big mountains and valleys and beaches and it's just it really feels like it's a natural area with tons of mountains and valleys and beaches and it's just a really open feeling um another thing that you know i think every american has the idea of australia is there's huge bugs and there's spiders everywhere and really 
there were bugs. There were a normal amount of bugs. The spiders we saw were larger than the than the spiders we see in the United States, but not to the extent of. I mean, we didn't see a huntsman spider. Hopefully, we won't. I don't want to jinx it. Those things scare me. But really, there there are spiders. They're probably the size a, a little bit larger than a quarter. So not huge, but not small. I was also not really expecting kangaroos just to be hanging out in the wild. Like, I think I thought that they were more of like a zoo creature that you could only really see if you went to a zoo. But evidently they're everywhere because we told our host when we first got here that we wanted to see kangaroos and we were like so excited to go to the wildlife sanctuary and she was like oh you can just go up to the park up the road and there's like dozens and so when we rode our bikes over there and we were walking around looking for kangaroos i was expecting to maybe see one if we were lucky and colin made some comment about like i don't think we're gonna see any and then we turn the corner and they're just everywhere just like basking in the sun, hanging out, doing their thing. It's just, there's so many and they're everywhere. It's almost, I don't want to equate them because I think deer are scared more easily, but just like an animal like that in North America, just to, you know, they, they're just everywhere in the wild and you just kind of see them. Kangaroos travel in packs. So they, it was, they were, there were a lot more. But it was just kind of like, you know, you would you just see a deer. That's how they treat it here. Like, they're just seeing a kangaroo. It's nothing really special. I've also been really blown away by how kind and friendly the people have been here. Not that I was expecting them to be rude, but I just don't think I was expecting the extent of how kind and helpful people have been. Just from, like, Catherine driving us all around the coast to the people that helped us in the grocery store because they could tell that we were a little bit confused and just everyone that we've met has been so helpful and wonderful and I really have to compliment the Australian people's kindness. Definitely. Um, another thing that we didn't expect going in, um, we expected the Gold Coast to be a city, like a, a established city. And it's not really, it's, it's more a region. It's a group of cities kind of like how new york city is there is that like established manhattan like new york city but then you have like queens and like all of the boroughs together make up what we consider new york city it's kind of like that except way smaller yeah obviously <laughs> way smaller i also because I was imagining it to be such a large city, I wasn't expecting how slow paced the lifestyle would be. But people here are very definitely relaxed and they enjoy going to the beach and they are perfectly happy to do nothing but lay on the sand and go for a swim and maybe a little bit of a walk. Um, it's just a really refreshing lifestyle to be able to relax the way that we have. Yeah, and... Um... Something we knew coming in, uh, but it still it continues to catch us off guard is the prices of, especially food. If we're going out to eat, we're not gonna spend less than probably fifty dollars U.S. dollars fifty U.S. If we go out to dinner, we're basically blowing our whole day's budget on that dinner. So, um, just things are expensive. 
yeah, so that's definitely was reaffirmed when we got here. Mm-hmm. And I guess my last one is just that I wasn't really expecting the quantity of rainforest that we saw here. Because in my mind, for some reason, rainforests are mostly in, like, South America. And when I signed us up for the glowworms, we both thought we were going to a cave. And to be honest, their description wasn't great. I probably could have read it more closely. But when we got out and we were walking through a rainforest, I was like, oh, okay. And then we proceeded to see so many different kinds and so many different trees and so many different animals. And it was just really cool to see the diversity in the rainforest that Australia has to offer. So in closing, since I don't think we're going to have time to record another episode before we leave, let's go ahead and give our closing thoughts to anybody who is considering coming to Australia. Would you recommend it? What rating would you give it? What thoughts do you have? It's such a broad question. I would definitely recommend it. It's been very relaxing. It's Especially if you're coming to the Gold Coast, it's been such a refreshingly slow month after the chaos of what Vietnam was. And if you listen back to our descriptions of Vietnam, you'll you really understand, but I very much enjoyed just relaxing day to day and yes, going on a lot of tours and to a lot of places on the weekends and you know, exploring this this the the city of the Gold Coast and the surrounding cities, but man, I've enjoyed it and I think if if you're looking for a beach vacation, this is definitely a place I would recommend. I would agree with everything you said. It's just been a treat getting to relax the way that we have this month. And I think it's exactly what we needed. And I also feel like I'll throw out that I think Australia can be what you make it. Because we have met a lot of people who are doing long tours and they're doing everything from here to Sydney to Melbourne and beyond. And a lot of people do go really fast paced and they say they see lots of stuff and they go scuba diving and they take trains and yada, yada, yada. And I think there you could totally see the country this way. But I also think that this particular part of Australia is a good place to have a base because you can do so much and there's so much natural beauty and stuff to do in the smallish city. And just, I don't know, I felt like it ticked all the boxes for me. So... Next Friday, wow, seven days from today, we will be arriving in Italy. So what are you expecting out of Italy? I'm expecting chaos the first three days. Um, we are sp- we're flying into Rome and spending the first three days of our Italy trip in Rome and then going to Florence uh, for the rest of the month, but... I am expecting chaos, just go place after place after place, spend lots and lots and lots of money going to different different sites like the Colosseum, like the, the Pantheon, like all of those places. It's going to be expensive, it's going to be chaotic, but I think the it's going to be a good experience. But I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Florence. It'll be my first experience in Europe, so I don't know what to expect from Florence. I am very excited about Italy. I have been reading guidebooks all week because I think it's super fun. But I am really excited to go back to Rome because the only time I went there, I spent, I think it was like a day and a half. And that just 
wasn't enough because there's so much that Rome has to offer. And so I'm glad we have a little extra time. And I'm very excited to be in Florence where we'll have time to really get our bearings. And from what I understand, it's a fairly walkable city. So we'll be able to sort of just meander down different alleyways and whatnot. But I'm excited for all the architecture and all of the food. If you know me, you know I'm an Italian food fan to the max. But I think it'll just be, once again, a totally different experience than what we've had so far. And I'm looking forward to it. So I think that'll be it for today's episode. Next time, we'll be telling you all about what our first impressions of Italy and how those first three chaotic days were in Rome. And I'm sure we'll have some stories in between. Thanks so much for listening.